0: and not fun. So what can you do to avoid them? My guest today, Scott Reeb, America's legal coach, gives you five ways to avoid them and shatterproof your business. Scott, welcome to Contractor Sense.
1: Hi, Ruth. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, my pleasure. So how did you end up being called the legal coach?
1: I'm not really sure how that (laughs) happened. I was uh, doing a lot with the Zig Ziglar organization a few years back, and that just kind of became the name.
0: Got it. So you actually work with companies and business owners to help them avoid lawsuits and you know for a bottom line, correct? That's it. <laughs> so mm. let's talk about some things that they can do to keep themselves out of trouble. How's that?
1: Sure, that's great. yeah. I mean the the that's the key to the game, right? is stay out of trouble. And what we do here is like like you said, we help shatterproof businesses, keep them out of legal trouble. So they can keep the profits, uh, you know, that they work so hard to, to make. Yeah. And the first thing you need to do as a small business owner is establish a team of key advisors. And the first advisor uh, that we're going to talk about today is that you need to have uh, an accountant. You need to have someone to help you uh, with the, the way we keep scoring business with money uh, to help you with how to set up your accounting, your chart, your chart of accounts, help you to manage your cash flow. Uh, Help you with your financial statements if you needed to perhaps borrow money uh, and then help you stay in compliance with the IRS and pay exactly what you owe and not anymore uh, for that tax bill every year. And the way to do that is with using a you can use just an accountant, a certified public accountant, uh, maybe better in some situations. But you need someone that you have a relationship with that you can talk to regularly, not just once a year. Once a year does not help you. Uh, you need to be having, I would say, at least quarterly conversations with your accountant. And if you do those things, you go a long way uh, to shatterproofing your business. the The next relationship that you need to have is you need to have a solid banking relationship. Um, and there's going to be a, a a phrase that I keep repeating, and that's relationship. If you don't, if you just have a banker uh, or a bank, I mean, they're they're a dime a dozen. You need to have someone that knows you, knows your business that you have their cell phone number so you can speed dial them if you need them. And maybe you need a line of credit quickly to take advantage of an opportunity. Maybe you need to write a check today and, and you're gonna make a deposit tomorrow. If you have that relationship, you can do those things. And sometimes it can be the difference between getting a deal or not getting a deal by having that relationship. How do you do that? Well, you have to actually go to the bank, probably sit down and have a cup of coffee every once in a while with that person that you're banking with so that they actually do know you and that you know them and they they build a trust relationship and so that's super important
0: yeah and my thing is to have more than one banker because i don't know whether you found this to be true but i found that bankers leave banks you know quickly and so you establish a relationship with one banker and then all of a sudden they're not there anymore or they get promoted out of being able to work with you or something along those lines so my rule is two
1: it was great. Yeah. And I've, I have followed bankers from bank to bank as well. Uh, if the relationship's good enough, I've, I've, I've sure done that. Uh, and then if they promote up, then you just have them introduce you to someone new. Uh, but I would even go so far as you're saying two bankers possibly have, you know, two separate banks. Yeah. That's uh, what I'm talking about. It's two yeah.
0: separate banks.
1: Yeah. Because now as often as um, banks are bought out things, you know, a local regional bank can suddenly become a national chain bank things can change very quickly and it's good to have two places uh, that you're working with. So I totally agree with that, Ruth.
0: Yeah. And it, when the PPP loans came out, those who were in smaller banks, it was a lot easier because they had personal relationships with bankers and one of the big national banks. It was amazing to see the differences.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was, it was. Yeah. And I get it. So do you advise people to, if they have with the two banks to have one of the, one that's a bigger bank and then one's a small local bank?
0: I, I like community banks for at least one of them. Okay. Yeah. And then if they want a relationship or they need a relationship with one of the really big banks because some of those big banks can offer things that community banks don't offer, then you have two, one big, one small.
1: That's right. I love that. Yeah, that's great. So the the next relationship uh, that you want to have is you want to have an insurance broker. You need to have someone that, again, that you can sit down with. They understand they are asking you questions. They know what you do and how you do it. So that they can then show you here's the list of coverages that we can do for your business and here's what it would cost and then you as the business owner get to make decisions of which ones you're going to take right now based on your budget but then you have a regular meeting with them so that you know that when to add those coverages as you start making you know more more money and hopefully keeping more of it but that that can be so important because i can help you set up a lot of legal structures other lawyers can too but you need to have that backstop of insurance. And sometimes it can really that can, that can be the difference between bankruptcy and success. Because if you can't afford to defend yourself legally, even if you're right, um, you can be in trouble. And that insurance will step in in those places and and take up your legal defense. So make sure you've got that relationship intact. And then last but not least is you need to have a business lawyer. And that does you know that means you need one now, even though you're not in trouble now. You need to establish that relationship now. Uh, So that you can have a solid footing with them. They know you, you know them, uh, you know that they understand small business, uh, and you know how that they want to get paid and that you're okay with that. We at my firm work on a subscription basis. So our our clients, we call access clients, pay us a monthly fee for on-demand access. So they know exactly what it's going to cost to ask a question. So they can ask all, you know, they can ask tons of questions uh, and know that they're getting the best possible information so they can make the best possible decisions. Set yourself up that way, know what it's going to cost, set it in your budget, and then utilize that that legal professional to bounce ideas off of, even if you're not sure it's a legal question. Just bounce it off of them. There may be some something that you're not seeing that in their from their perspective and with their experience, they can advise you in a way that you just would never have come up with by Googling, asking a friend, uh, those you know, those are fine ways to bounce, you know, bounce ideas off of but you need that professional opinion on, does it make sense to do it this way or is there something I'm missing? And yeah. so get that business lawyer in place. And those are the key relationships that I feel established. So there's a long way to shatterproofing your business.
0: Well, you're also asking a friend who is not in business is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The chamber. Yeah. So hopefully you're talking with a a fellow business owner for advice. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Asking a friend that's out, that doesn't do anything uh, on their own can, yeah, that can be disastrous. They just don't have a way for them to understand or even empathize with your situation because they haven't walked in your shoes.
0: Yep. Okay. Scott, before we go to break, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how do they do it?
1: You know, we've got a, a, our, our website is r e i b l a w R-E-I-B-L-A-W.com. And then if we'll add a forward slash Contractor Sense, we have a page set up just for your listeners uh, where they can actually schedule what I call a laser legal coaching session with me. Uh, and then they can also download the book.
0: Cool. Sounds great. We'll yeah. be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. You can't. That's what my daughter Kate told me when I said I wanted to make financials fun. The gauntlet was laid down. The red blanket was waved in front of the bowl. Ronan the Rubber Duck was born. This ebook is a whimsical look at financials from a duck's perspective. To get this fun, easy-to-read Kindle book, go to Amazon and search for Ronan the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. That's R-O-N-A-N, the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. Let me know if I made financials fun for you. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm speaking with Scott Reeb, who is America's legal coach. And we talked about the very first thing that you can do to shatterproof your business before the break. And that is to make sure that you have the proper relationships with a CPA, a banker a insurance person and a lawyer and you know you can use your cpa for taxes i do a lot of financial stuff and i look at it monthly but that we can talk about offline sometime so scott i know we don't have time to go through all five of the things to shatterproof your business they can go to the website and find all five correct right all right so give them the website again
1: r e i b l a w. dot com forward slash contractor sense
0: Okay, terrific. All right, let's take another one of the things to shatterproof your business.
1: Sure. So the next, the next strategy that you want to put in place is you want to establish a solid foundation for your business. You, too many people uh, are running their businesses as sole proprietorships. Uh, I see a lot of tradespeople running around uh, in a, with their truck, uh, all their equipment. They might even have a couple of people working with them and they're still running as a sole proprietor. Stop it. You've got to get a legal entity in place. I like the LLC best. If you want a corporation, I'm not going to argue with you. But you need to have at least one entity in place that you're operating your business out of. Well, Scott, why do I have to go to that trouble? Well, because if you don't, everything that you do in your business can come right back to your home uh, and hurt you. If you have an LLC, it's a shield around your business that keeps everything in your business inside so that if you create a liability event, Uh, While you're out working on an air conditioning unit, or while you're driving uh, for your business, it doesn't it doesn't become a personal liability. Or say you have an employee that does, it's a corporate or LLC liability. And your personal assets, all those things that we're buying with the profit from our business, you know, we're building our dream. Those things are safe if you have the proper legal entity in place, right? And we advise a lot of our clients to have multiple entities depending on the situation. But you've got to start you know, we've got to crawl, then walk, then run. So get an LLC in place and operate your company out of it. And that will go a long way to shatterproofing that business.
0: Okay. So what happens, you know, I've heard the term, you know, piercing the corporate shield. Can an LLC protect you if you sign personally for something?
1: Nope. Yeah. That's so once you get your LLC, then you need to know how to run that thing. And so that's where having the business lawyer, you know, that's with a relationship can help you. So every time you sign a document as a LLC owner, you would sign with your name, comma member, because that shows that you're signing on behalf of the LLC. You want to make sure that the contract that you're signing, for instance, at the top, has the name of your company, the full legal name, uh, not your name. Uh, and if you do that, then that that makes it clear this is a corporate liability. The other thing that you want to make sure that you do is every every year. In every state that I've ever filed an LLC in, there's some sort of annual document you have to file, some sort of report you have to file. Mm-hmm. If you do not file that, they will forfeit what they call the franchise. Your corporate entity will be forfeited. If you then incur a liability, sign a contract that goes bad, you're now, again, personally on the hook for that in many states. Uh, so you want to you want to sign everything correctly. You want to make sure you follow the state's formalities. And that's where a CPA and a lawyer come in very handy because they can make sure that you're staying in compliance with those things. And if something gets wrong, they can help you rapidly fix it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. So we have to make sure we have a legal entity. What's next?
1: The next thing is that you want to document everything. And that's changing in this world, right? That used to mean you need lots of paper. You don't need the paper anymore. We have very little paper in my law firm. We, do. we use um, you know digital digital you know software to do digital signatures, but you need to have your proposals need to be documented. So whether that's on an iPad or uh, uh, some kind of a you know tablet, uh, but you then have a PDF of it. And then if you if you go from a proposal to a contract, you need to have a written contract signed by all the parties. And hey, if you're doing work in residential and it's a husband and wife, for instance, you need to make sure they're both signing that contract because many of the states have laws that say that if both spouses don't sign there, then you cannot attach a lien to their house. So make sure you're getting those signatures correctly. So you document those things, your communication. If you're communicating with your uh, customers by email, make sure you're archiving your email, saving those somewhere to the cloud where you have them. If that ever comes back up, but most, uh, most companies aren't being careful about documenting deals. They're showing up, making the money on a handshake, and walking out and then it's like oh very hard to reconstruct <laughs> what happened right yeah. so you've got to have it clear you know if if you're an a if you're doing hvac you need to have it very clear what you're doing in the house or the building what you're not doing and then at the end what they're paying for uh, and then when the payments do all that needs to be very clear in an agreement that's written by your business lawyer because you now have one because you've got that relationship yeah and
0: and make sure also when you're, when you're doing something like that, it's crazy because a lot of times people say, and come back because it's not written, say, well, the salesperson told me this, yep. or the salesperson mm-hmm. told me that, and it's not on paper. So you're talking about a customer saying one thing and the salesperson saying something else, and the customer's always right. And it's like, they promise this, well, it's not in writing, what do you do? Yeah.
1: Ru- getting well, it in we, writing
0: is important.
1: It's so key, if you don't have it in writing, then someone's left calling the other person a liar. And In my experience, that just never goes well. You need to be able to have a written document so that you can remind people. You can, we can go back and let's refresh our recollection about what we agreed on. And then you don't have to. Then if someone just forgot what was on there, they're not making up some false false statement. It goes much better. Everyone, a lot of people, once they read it, they go, "Oh, okay, I, I guess I, I was wrong about that. I remembered incorrectly." Yeah. But if you have to call them out on it without that paper it's very difficult for, to ever salvage that relationship and relationship is everything in business. You know, each customer that you deal with, if they're satisfied, you know, they're going to tell 10 people. If they're dissatisfied, they're going to tell a hundred people. So you need to make sure that that relationship is built on solid footing and that's a legal document so that you can make sure that you deliver what you said you're going to and that you're only required to do that much.
0: Right. And if you are talking about extended warranties, and Scott, you may or may not know this, but they should all be part of that document, and the customer must sign off that they accepted a 10-year warranty or declined it, because this is where we get into a lot of hassles with customers saying, well, the salesperson said I'd get it, and then if they've signed saying they didn't want it, this is the proof that, yeah, we talked about it, but you said you didn't want it. It solves so many things.
1: And I would put that, I would probably make it bold, all caps Uh type stuff, and then have a place right next to it, like you said, in that form where they have to sign there as well as at the end of the document, Yeah. make it very conspicuous.
0: Well, you know, those are where a lot of the hassles start coming up. As you said, you can't call a customer a liar. It doesn't work well.
1: (laughs) I tried it once. It didn't. It didn't go well.
0: Yeah, I'll bet it didn't go well. So um, we've gone through a couple of the things to shadowproof their business. The rest of them are on the website, correct?
1: They, if they go to that, if they go to forward slash contractor sense, they will be able to download the book that has all of them. And actually we have an updated version of our book on there now. I just got reminded, um, Make Legal Simple, seven strategies. We've had two more strategies, but you'll get that free book by going to, the web, going to that website.
0: Very good. Scott, thanks so much for being with us. It's been and, a pleasure. Uh, my pleasure. And thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email Ruth King at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.